what are the legal standards or criteria that the court typically uses to determine whether a parent is eligible for full custody of their children? Dean, there are two types of custody in California. There's legal custody and then there's physical custody. Legal custody, the courts tend to like joint legal custody. This is the ability to make decisions, to enroll a child in a sex education program, to give them a driving permit, to let them go to, to summer camp, things of that nature. So those legal decisions are usually joint. When people talk about full custody, typically what they're talking about is physical custody, the time that the parent spends with the child. So full custody usually entails something greater than 30, 32% of custodial time. If it's greater than that, it's considered joint physical custody. Less than that, it's usually considered sole custody. Sometimes the courts will couch those terms in primary uh, custody, but it usually means the same thing. And the Supreme Court has looked at it about that 30, 32% mark. So when looking at physical custody, the courts are looking what is the best interest of the child. They look safety and welfare. So when one parent is a much better parent than the other and has that stronger connection and ability to parent that child and good routines, they'll look at that. So it's really important to get with your attorney to really look at the facts and the situations that turn physical custody. And that the court is really concerned about supporting that child throughout the divorce process, throughout the breakup of the primary relationship, so that they can support the child and try to ensure that child's success throughout the custodial readjustment process. Welcome to the 805 Law Group Podcast, your source for an entertaining blend of law and legal community updates. Each week, you'll get crucial insights into family law, personal injury, criminal defense, and estate planning, along with the latest insider information about what's happening in the local legal community and high-profile cases right here on the Central Coast. Now let's get started with your host, the founder of 805 Law Group, attorney Bill Osman. Welcome to the 805 Law Group podcast, where your hosts, I'm Dean Mignola. And I'm Bill Osman. Now, today we're going to explain what determines if you can get full custody of your children in a divorce. So, Bill, what are the legal standards or criteria that the court typically uses to determine whether a parent is eligible for full custody of their children? Well, Dean, there are two types of custody in California. There's legal custody and then there's physical custody. Legal custody, the courts tend to like joint legal custody. This is the ability to make decisions, to enroll a child in a sex education program, to give them a driving permit, to let them go to, to summer camp, things of that nature. So those legal decisions are usually joint. When people talk about full custody, typically what they're talking about is physical custody, the time that the parent spends with the child. So full custody usually entails something greater than 30, 32% of custodial time. If it's greater than that, it's considered joint physical custody. Less than that, it's usually considered sole custody. Sometimes the courts will couch those terms in primary custody, but, but it usually means the same thing. And the Supreme Court has looked at it about that 30, 32% mark. 
So when looking at physical custody, the courts are looking, what is the best interest of the child? They look at health, Mm -hmm. safety, and welfare. So when one parent is a much better parent than the other and has that stronger connection and ability to parent that child and good routines, they'll look at that. So it's really important to get with your attorney to really look at the facts and the situations that turn physical custody. And that the court is really concerned about supporting that child throughout the divorce process, throughout the breakup of the primary relationship so that they can support the child and try to ensure that child's success throughout the custodial readjustment process. That makes sense. So can you explain the difference between physical custody and legal custody? And how do those concepts impact the decision-making process, you know, for full custody? Yes. So, so legal custody is a concept of making those legal decisions for the child. Because until the child is, turns 18, the parents have the ability to make those legal decisions. That's who the doctor is, who the dentist is, what, which school the child will go to. You know, whether somebody visits a favorite aunt or uh, a dreaded grandparent. So those things (laughs) are the legal decisions. And then the physical custody is the amount of time that parent spends with the child. So when people talk about full custody, they really want to spend time with their kids. And that's really important that, that a child spend a great deal of time with the parent that provides the greatest direction. We look at that health, safety, welfare, and who has a great support network, who's there for the child after school, who provides help with the homework, who provides good emotional supports, helps that child pick good parents, involved in sporting Mm -hmm. events and things of that nature. So that Mm -hmm. physical time with that child is usually the most influential. And having time, we find, is really important to both parents and who that primary custodian is uh, and who has full custody can really be important to the outcome of that child's life. Okay. Well, how does the child's preference come into play when deciding full custody arrangements? The preference of the child really changes throughout the life of the child. When the child is less than 13, it's less important. And when the child is really young, it's almost not important at all. But as a child gets older, 13, 14, 15, it becomes more and more important. And then 16, 17, it becomes almost the most important factor. What is in the best interest of the child? The courts will still look at health, safety, welfare, but the weight of what the child wants becomes very important. And in fact, once the child hits 13, the court will listen to the child directly if the child wants to address the court. Are you enjoying the 805 Law Group podcast so far? Make sure you never miss an episode by hitting that subscribe button now. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. For more information about 805 Law Group, visit our website, 805lawgroup.com. Now let's get back to the show. Now, can a parent's financial situation influence their eligibility for full custody? And how might like financial stability impact that custody decision? Well, that's a really great paradigm, Dean, because in actuality, it has a huge impact to be able to afford uh, the great things of life, a new computer, you know, all the supports that a child needs. 
So having the financial resource is in actuality very important. However, the court does not consider that. The court feels that they can change the financial means through child support. And they can change how much a parent gets. So again, the court's going to look at health, safety, welfare, and not whether a parent is lacking income, they're lacking those supports. So child support can level the playing field so that both parents can have great physical custody time with their children. So I would assume that these days, joint custody is much more common than full custody. What kind of percentages do we see? Like how often is full custody actually even granted? And what are the considerations that really make the difference? Well, the default in the DISO master, which we calculate child support and spousal support in the family law industry, is set at 20%. So that's a common uh, amount of custody time. But more and more, we're seeing joint physical custody, and that's around 50%. That could be Mm -hmm. 33%. That could be 40%. But those custody times really vary, and it depends upon the circumstance of the parent. If both parents are near the child's school, live in the same community, joint physical custody is more and more common. If one child, one parent lives on the other side of the country, it pretty much makes it impossible. But when both parents are very involved in the child's life, they live in the same community, they're willing to co-parent, those are really important concepts. And we always encourage our clients to to try to effectively co-parent with the other parent throughout this process so that it becomes easier for the child and it also makes joint physical custody possible. Yeah, that actually brings up another question. Can you explain the importance of demonstrating a willingness to support the child's relationship with the other parent in custody cases and, and how that affects the possibility of, you know, obtaining more custody? Yes, that is really important. The courts prefer primary physical custody to go to the parent that supports ongoing, regular, and frequent contact with the other parent. So it is important, and we encourage all our clients to support the relationship of the child with the other parent. It's important to have them, you know, do those Zoom calls or pick up that phone and complete that that communication, support that relationship, maybe having a picture in the child's room of the other parent so they don't miss them. Try to speak in positive terms whenever the conversation comes up about the other parent. Making sure you don't integrate the other parent, don't speak ill of them. Try to be positive, even if the child is saying, oh, I don't know about spring break, or I don't know about spending summer with mom or dad. Well, encourage them and give them options. And by encouraging that relationship, it will strengthen your bonds with that child. And it will also show the court that it is important that the child spend more time with you. Excellent. Well, thank you, Bill. That's going to wrap up this episode of the 805 Law Group podcast. And if you enjoyed the content, please drop a like below and hit the subscribe button or the follow button, depending on what platform you're on. If you want to get notified about future episodes, just hit that notification bell. And also feel free to comment with questions or feedback below. We really love to get that. Any final words, Bill? Yes. If you'd like more information, we have an excellent book on the subject. And also check our website out at 805lawgroup.com 
We have lots of materials to help you. Excellent. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning into this week's episode of the 805 Law Group podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, 805lawgroup.com forward slash podcast, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or Amazon Music, so you never miss an episode. If you found value in the show, we'd love it if you could rate it on iTunes or even tell your friends. Make sure to join attorney Bill Osman next week for another informative and entertaining episode. Remember, at 805 Law Group, we're turning law into empowerment one episode at a time.